Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, we'll talk about how to write about Veterans Day and about the word crony. In the United States, we're celebrating Veterans Day next week. It's a holiday commemorating the end of World War I in 1918. But the name of the holiday brings up a common question. Do we need an apostrophe in the word veterans? The short answer is no, because the U.S. government gave the holiday its official name, and they chose to write it without the apostrophe. But today we'll explore why it's grammatically correct with or without an apostrophe. Since many people are confused, you've probably seen Veterans Day written three different ways. The right way is Veterans Day with no apostrophe. But another potentially right way is Veterans Day with an apostrophe after the S on veterans. And the wrong way is Veterans Day written veterans with an apostrophe S at the end. Let's address the wrong way first. If you put the apostrophe before the final S in veterans, you're making the singular word veteran possessive. You're saying it is the day of a single veteran, or a day to celebrate a single veteran, and that's clearly wrong. It's a day for all veterans. Veterans Day isn't the only place you'll see this problem. You often see things like Writers' Strike, Homeowners' Association, and Farmers' Market, written with an apostrophe S at the end. And they're wrong. All these phrases refer to groups, writers, homeowners, and farmers. They're not describing the strike, association, or market of a single person. You do have to be careful, though, because sometimes it is correct to use the singular with an apostrophe S. For example, the Guardian Style Guide points out that you do use the singular form for phrases such as writer's cramp and butcher's knife. It's the cramp of one writer and the knife of one butcher. When in doubt, check a good dictionary. It'll often give you the correct spelling of these kinds of phrases. But it gets trickier with the remaining two choices. If you put an apostrophe at the end of the word veterans, you're making the plural possessive. You're saying it's the day of the veterans, the day that belongs to the veterans. And that's true, at least at some level. Further, the possessive case is also called the genitive case, and its use isn't limited strictly to possession in the I own this car kind of way. It can be used to show other kinds of relationships. 
For example, if I say George is Juan's brother, Juan's has an apostrophe S on the end. But I'm not implying that Juan owns George. I'm simply using the genitive case to describe a family relationship. So if you want to use the apostrophe, you don't have to go so far as to say that the day belongs to the veterans. It's simply the genitive case, and using veterans with an apostrophe at the end is certainly a legitimate way to describe Veterans Day. Let's move on to Veterans Day with no apostrophe. If you don't put an apostrophe at the end of veterans, you're using the word as an adjective that modifies the word day. Just as in the phrase tree farm, the word tree tells you what kind of farm I'm talking about. And in the phrase airport novel, airport tells you that this is the kind of book that is especially popular in airport bookstores. Veterans tells you what kind of day I'm talking about in the phrase Veterans Day. So Veterans Day with no apostrophe is also a grammatically correct way to describe it and is, in fact, the official name of the holiday. Nouns used as adjectives like this are sometimes called attributives. Finally, Veterans Day is capitalized because it's the name of a holiday, which makes it a proper noun. We capitalize the names of proper nouns and all official holidays in English. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Next. You know how words start to sound weird to you? Like you start doubting yourself and start thinking, is that even a word? 
Well, I've been hearing the word crony a lot lately, and it started to sound weird to me. So out of curiosity, I looked it up and thought it had an especially interesting origin, so I want to share it with you. According to Merriam-Webster, the root of the word crony is the Greek word chronos, which means time. The same root gives us the words chronology, the order of things in time. Chronic, something that lasts a long time or is with you continuously, like a chronic disease. Synchronous, happening at the same time. And anachronism, something that isn't right for its time, like a cell phone in a movie that's supposed to be set in the 1950s. A crony is someone you've been friends with or have known for a long time. And it appears to have been a slang term used by British university students and alumni to describe their old chums. The first citation in the Oxford English Dictionary is from the famous 17th century diarist who I've mentioned before, Samuel Pepys, who was a student at Cambridge. He referred to another man as, quote, my old schoolfellow, who was a great crony of mine, unquote. Now, today, crony often has a negative connotation, but all the examples in the OED use it in a good way, just to describe old friends. So I wanted to see when having cronies became a bad thing. And it turns out the negative meaning emerged in the United States in the early 1940s to describe the Truman administration. According to the book Throw Them All Out by Peter Schweitzer, in 1946, Arthur Kroc wrote in the New York Times about President Truman's connections to the Kansas City political machine, saying, quote, The Missouri flavor is strong around the White House itself, and this has led to talk of government by crony, unquote. Another journalist, Walter Lippmann, used the word cronyism in the New York Times again to describe the Truman administration. In 1952, bemoaning, quote, the amount of politically entrenched bureaucracy that has earned Mr. Truman's regime its sorry reputation for corruption, cronyism, extravagance, waste, and confusion, unquote. And you can see the word cronyism take off in use after that date. It did also catch on in British English, but it seemed to take a few decades, starting to rise in the 1980s. Also in the 1980s, people started talking about crony capitalism, which is a form of corruption in which the government shows a lot of favoritism by determining which businesses get perks like tax breaks and permits. The magazine The Economist even created a crony capitalism index in 2014 to rank countries according to how much of this type of corruption they have. To see more about how people use the word crony, I used a search engine called NetSpeak that helps you find words that appear together, and it shows that one of the most common phrases is old crony, and that makes sense since often a crony is a buddy or friend from when you're in school, or at least someone you've known for a long time. And it also shows that the word is now common in the political realm, because other common phrases are Bush crony, Clinton crony, and political crony. And in a further extension from corruption to outright criminal activity, you can also occasionally see people use the word cronies to describe partners in crime or accomplices. For example, in 2019, there was an article in The Telegraph with the headline, My Brief but Terrifying Encounter with Pablo Escobar's Cronies. 
Finally, the phrase old crony made me think of the phrase old crone. And I wondered whether crone has the same root since it refers to an old woman. But nope, it doesn't. The editors at the Oxford English Dictionary must have wondered the same thing because the etymology for crony actually says, quote, no connection with crone has been traced, unquote. Instead, according to Adam Online, crone comes from the same root as carrion, which strangely in Old French was also used to describe an old sheep. So to sum up, a crony was originally an old friend, but the word came to mean someone who gets favors because of who they know instead of becoming successful on their own merits. And the change in meaning seems to be tied to criticism of United States President Harry Truman and his administration. You can still use the word crony to simply describe an old friend, especially someone you hung out with a lot when you were young or in school. For example, you might say, I'm not going home for Thanksgiving this year, and man, I'm going to miss seeing all my old high school cronies. But be sure the context makes your meaning clear, since crony can also be used to describe people who don't deserve their position or status. Finally, I have a family-elect story from Jackie. Hey, Mignon. Hi, this is Jackie Mana. Just wanted to leave you a message about a word that we used in my family as a child. And it was a little uh, embarrassing when I found out what, the, what it really was. I was raised in a family where Romanian was spoken by the adults and, and my grandparents. My mother was Romanian and my father was Irish, but we spoke English in our family. We would call a dresser a dalop. And my dad, who was Irish or spoke English, also called it a dalop. Well, at school, when I was in kindergarten, we made Mother's Day cards. And when we went back to school, the teacher had everyone sit in a circle and asked, where did you hide your Mother's Day card? And my hand shot up, and I wanted to tell her, in my dilop, in my dilop. But she didn't pick me. She picked another girl who said that she had hid hers in her dresser. And in my mind, what a dresser was, from what I saw on TV, um, movie stars in a bedroom would have a room divider, and they would go behind this room divider and change their clothes and throw their clothes over this room divider, which I thought was a dresser. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that girl must be rich to have a dresser in her house. She's so lucky to have one. But I couldn't figure out where she would have put that in that room divider. Anyway, I, I wasn't called on, thankfully, because nobody would have known what I was talking about, saying that I hid it in a dresser. You know, that thing has drawers and you open up and you put your clothes in it. Uh, but I did eventually find out that uh, that that was the Romanian word. But I just think it was adorable that my dad also called it a dilop. That's all. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks, Jackie. I love stories of people who didn't know their family act word was something that was only used by people in their family. It seems like that happens a lot to kids, and they're always surprised or embarrassed when they find out. If you want to tell me the story of a word that only your family uses, leave me a voicemail at 833214GIRL. And that number is also in my email newsletter, which you can sign up for at quickanddirtytips.com. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sams, and my editor, Karen Hertzberg. That's all. Thanks for listening. Oh.
Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.